This is the Flavor of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Clint Hoops. Together, we explore the unique blend of leadership wisdom that helps top leaders consistently achieve work goals, develop personally, and find fulfillment with family. Let's get started. Welcome back. This is episode number six. Today, we're going to be talking about the stories we tell. You know, I love a good story. I love reading a good story. I love hearing a good story. love telling a good story. And, you know, so do my kids, especially at bedtime. Bedtime, I, I guess, is just that magical time where stories just seem appropriate. We have a big fairy tale book with all the classic fairy tales in it. And I love reading from this book. They're great stories. You know, there's heroes and villains and you have the good guy that always comes out on top. Even when things get really, really hard. You know, sometimes I'll even create my own stories and tell stories on the fly to the kids. And it's a ton of fun. They love it. And, you know, in my stories, the good guys always win. You know, even if it doesn't seem like it, at some point in the story, they do come out on top. You know, that's the funny thing about, about most stories is that if you stop at some point in the middle, it will not typically look very good for that supposed hero. But if you give it enough time, you know, good will prevail in the end. And I, and I truly believe this. I believe that in my life. You know, if you, if you seek to do good, things will work out in the end. You know, even if you have to wait for what seems like a very, very long time, I do believe that good will prevail. And that if you're seeking to do good, to have integrity, in the end, things will work out. Even if in the moment, it doesn't seem like it. You know, the stories that you tell your kids impact the way that they think. And impact the way they view the world around them. I know that that was true for me. And the way that I view the world is, is you know, really a sum of all of the different stories that, that I've been told from growing up. And, you know, when I was growing up, we actually used to have these, uh, these stories that we would listen to at night. We had uh, audio cassette tapes. We had a whole, whole stack of them. And we would listen to them at night when we went to bed. And, and I love these. You know, they'd be stories, you know, from the scriptures or, or stories that showed good morals. Or that, and they would really help to teach and shape the way that, that we saw the world and we didn't often fully realize it. We'd be, we'd be listening to these stories and they'd be talking about people. And, and typically the people would be going through something very hard. It would talk about all the things they did to overcome the adversity and to come out a stronger and better person on the other end. I loved listening to them. I loved hearing the way that people would overcome the hard things in their lives and become better along the way. And I believe that's the story of our own lives. And we have so much to give and to share with others. Depending on the stories that we tell, it will impact the way others view us, impact the way they view the world, especially those that we have a lot of influence on, like our own children, uh, like the team members that we lead. We have a lot more influence on the way that they see 
maybe not the whole world at work, but at least their work world. And I think we have a lot more influence over the way they think and what they do than often we realize in our role as a leader. My kids at school, they've been learning some different stories and and different things from school about having a growth mindset. And, you know, which basically means that, you know, having a growth mindset means that we can work hard to improve, you know, in the things that, that we desire, right? So in the end, we don't want to have a fixed mindset where things can't improve and they just, they're the way they are. You know, we want to have a growth mindset. And I, and I love that. I love that the, my kid's school is helping them to learn that. You know, my daughter, Madeline, it's fun because she's been learning that at school and she has been pointing out, you know, growth or fixed mindsets at school that she learned at school at our house every day. And so lately it's funny. She won't let us even say that we can't do something. We, she says we need to change our words so we can change our mindset. And I think this is powerful. I think it's incredible that at seven years old, she understands the power of having a growth mindset. And I love that she learned this at school and that she's helping to, to teach others about it already. And it's, she's letting it change her life in a positive way. So this is powerful, but it can go in both directions. You know, I wonder what other things she will learn through stories that people tell that are not so healthy. I don't know about you with your kids, but my plan is to know what she learns so that I can make sure it's healthy. Because we need to be a positive influence on our children. In the end, we need to do the same for the people we lead at work. You know, if we're not intentional about the things we do and the influence we have, then in the end, we won't be leading correctly. Our kids or the people we lead at work. I don't find it a coincidence that the best teachers in the world use stories to teach and lead. Most of the very best teachers and very best leaders that I know use stories. There's a quote I love from one of my favorite authors. His name is Brandon Sanderson. So Brandon Sanderson, he said this, he said, the purpose of a storyteller is not to tell you how to think, but to give you questions to think upon. When I think of that quote, I actually, it actually makes me think of, of the master teacher, Jesus Christ. And he is one that taught through stories. He taught through parables in a way to help us all grow so that we could pay attention to the things around us and let the stories change us. They would give us the questions that we need to think upon, like Brandon Sanderson said. And so, when I think of the way to use stories to teach my children and to teach my team at work, I feel like I need to use the experiences that I have for my own life. So we have the chance to share the experiences that we've had and not just the good ones, you know, the times where we messed up as well can often be the most help to people. I know that there are times where I've shared experiences with my team and sometimes you'll share the experiences where things went perfectly and to show, look, this is how you should do this. And, you know, you do that enough times, sometimes it can be a helpful thing, 
but other times it can actually just make people a little too depressed. <laughs> they can say, oh my goodness, well, it worked out so perfect for him. How come it's not working out so well for me? And in the end, people don't often realize all of the many, many times that it didn't work out that perfectly for you either. And so there are lots of opportunities for us to share both the good times and the bad times where we struggled. And both of those can be helpful to people when used appropriately. You know, it's these stories that truly help create the culture of an organization. So you as a leader, whether you're a leader of a department or a leader of an entire organization, the stories of your company's history, how it came to be, why you made the decisions you do, and it really can help people understand why you do what you do or why you no longer do what you used to do because of the experiences and the stories that you have from your company's history. I know every company that I've worked for in the past has always had these stories and they really have helped so much create the culture. So what stories are you telling in your organization? Are they healthy? What other things can you share and how can they help to shape more intentionally the culture you have within your organization, within your department? Another piece that I really think of when we start talking about the stories that we, that we tell our team members, really all of it starts by the stories in our own heads, right? You've probably all heard it said that no action happens until there's a thought first, right? And I think that's the story that's in our head. Another great quote that I like from an author, Patrick Rothfuss, he said, it's like everyone tells a story about themselves inside their own head. Always, all the time. That story makes you what you are. We build ourselves out of that story. That's an interesting thought. I think there is a story just rolling inside of our head. And we get the chance all the time to just tweak it little by little. What do we believe? Do we believe that we're good at something or poor at something? What is it? What's the story we're telling ourselves about who we are? How about when we're about to go deliver some tough feedback to an employee? What's the story going on in our head? Or right before you stand up in front of your team in a staff meeting, or when you encounter a new challenge at work and you just really don't know what to do next, you're kind of stuck. You think, man, am I cut out to this for this? Am I cut out to lead? What impacts these stories that we're telling ourselves in our head? What stories do you tell yourself at home? Do you believe in yourself, your spouse, your children? You know, the stories that you tell yourself inside your head will spill out as actions, spill out as the things that we do. And I think we all know this inherently, but I think as the story is running through our head, we forget. We forget that that story will begin to change our actions. And so what story do we want to tell ourselves? What we're good at, what we struggle with. Something else to consider is where does self-awareness begin, right? And then where does that same self-awareness end and self-depredation begin? You know, sometimes we get too hard on ourselves. and 
we'll get to the point where we're just trying to be self-aware. But at times we'll critique ourselves until, until it's no longer helpful. This thought actually reminds me a little bit of, of a couple pieces in the book, Good to Great. Now, I love the book, Good to Great, already mentioned on the podcast before, and, and you'll probably hear it many, many more times into the future. So Good to Great is written by Jim Collins. So one of the things I love in this book is it talks about that every good company, and I'm going to add every good person, will face adversity along their path, along the way, right? There will be adversity that we can count on. And so the book actually talks about that. And the book actually goes through something he refers to as the Stockdale Paradox. Now, the Stockdale Paradox is a philosophy that has really helped me and helped me understand quite a few different things throughout business and and really in my own life as well. So the name of the Stockdale Paradox comes from Admiral Jim Stockdale. So I'm going to read a couple of pieces from the book here. He says, the name refers to Admiral Jim Stockdale, who was the highest ranking United States military officer in the Hanoi Hilton prisoner of war camp during the height of the Vietnam War. Tortured over 20 times during his eight-year imprisonment from 1965 to 1973, Stockdale lived out the war without any prisoner's rights, no set release date, and no certainty as to whether he would even survive to see his family again. He shouldered the burden of command, doing everything he could to create conditions that would increase the number of prisoners who would survive unbroken. There were so many different things that he did. And in the end, it's amazing that he was able to survive and eventually return home to his family. And I love this. He said, I never lost faith in the end of the story. He said, when Jim Collins asked him, he said, I never doubted not only that I would get out, but also that I would prevail in the end and turn the experience into the defining event of my life, which in retrospect, I would not trade. So he, he continued on. And Jim Collins actually asked him, Jim Collins said, well, well, who didn't make it out? And he, Admiral Stockdale, he responded and said, oh, that's easy, he said. The optimists. The optimists. I don't understand, Jim Collins said, now completely confused, given what he'd said 100 meters earlier in their walk. The optimist, oh, they are the ones who said, we're going to be out by Christmas. And Christmas would come and Christmas would go. Then they'd say, we're going to be out by Easter. And Easter would come and Easter would go. And then Thanksgiving. And then it would be Christmas again. And they died of a broken heart. He then said, this is a very important lesson. You must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they may be. And Jim Collins says, to this day, I carry a mental image of Stockdale admonishing the optimists. We're not getting out by Christmas. Deal with it. I have read those paragraphs from this book dozens of times. Often, I will turn to those pages when I'm in the middle of a big struggle at work, when it seems like nothing can go right, and it seems like everything I do 
faces more and more adversity. And I have to remember over and over again that that adversity will come over and over and over again. It's not going away. There'll be times where it'll be easier, times where it'll be harder, but it will be hard. And that's okay. That's where we grow. I have to remember, though, that we're not getting out by Christmas. So deal with it. (laughs) Tell yourself a story of unwavering faith that you will prevail in time, even if you don't know what that time is going to be. And that's one of the hardest parts. We all must learn to control the story in our own heads. So this week, the challenge is this. Take the time to recognize the harmful parts of the story you're telling yourself in your own head and seek to change just one part this week. Don't try to fix it all. Just seek one part to change this week to impact the story that you tell yourself inside your head. Until next week, you got this. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Flavor of Leadership podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at flavoroflleadership.com. Thanks for listening.